Just a warning, guys. The following podcast contains views from a very overexcited Arsenal fan, so if you don't want your ears to bleed, just turn off at that point. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode two of the Football Plug podcast. Thanks to everyone that tuned into the first episode. We got a good response, didn't we, Matt? We did indeed, and we are back for more. Uh, this week, we're going to be chatting about England's under-21 hopes, round two of Matt versus Jack, and discussing footballing and popular opinions. Let's get cracking. So, to begin with, we are going to review some of the recent football that's been happening. We'll start off with... What are we going to start off with, Matt? I think we all know there's only one place to start, especially with me here, and that is the North London Derby. I apologise to everyone already. So, right, let's get talking about Arsenal for the next 45 minutes. No, uh, in all seriousness. Um, so, obviously, if you don't don't know the result, it did finish uh, 2-1, which is a great result for Arsenal. Um, and we just picked out a few things that we thought maybe points of discussion for you today. Uh, so, firstly, I'd like to start with, I think, one of the top performers of the game. Uh, and I believe Mr. Young Emil Smith-Rowe, Deserves a massive shout out for his performance on uh, Sunday. He, he's so confident, isn't he? It's, yeah. it's nice to see uh, a young kiddie like that with like so much confidence and and playing with no fear in probably one of the biggest games he's played in. The, the North London derby is not it's not just any game. Uh, it's not West Brom away. Apologies to any West Brom fans out there, but. But it wasn't just Smith Rowe. Like Odegaard played out of his yeah. skin as well. I thought he played and really well. I think he, Odegaard's um, going to be great for him and Smith Rowe. They're both very similar players. Both that attacking-minded footballer. So I think yeah. although, although Odegaard They'd is only twenty-four, won't they? Yeah, I think they're going to yeah. feed off each other and bounce off really well. And it looks like it has been working over these last few games. Um, so yeah. hopefully, fingers crossed, moving forward, that's going to be a nice little partnership we can work on. Super result for Arsenal, really, isn't There's no two ways about it. Um, no, I think you, Arsenal... you have to say that that Spurs didn't turn up to the party at all. Mourinho was playing his his. I think just think he set up all wrong. He played his boring, boring football. That that kind of football worked when he was at Chelsea. Yeah, um, when he had Lampard, and he had and he had Terry. Yeah, you know, like warriors in the team that could. You know, Terry would stop everything at the back, and then Lampard would carry everything forward. But here he's got. Sanchez played at the back. Sanchez, Sanchez, yeah. and um, uh, Alderweireld, wasn't it? Yes, it was because he yeah. uh, deflected the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, he did. Um, I just think there's not much there in it. You know, Mourinho sets up quite defensively, and and for me, they just there wasn't much defensively, and there no. wasn't much going forward either. I think yeah, that and that is not what you associate with Spurs of Bale, Kane, and Son. It was did did Kane play? I, I don't remember him touch. I mean, oh, trust me, he, he, scored, played, he played in those last side. ten minutes. Those yeah. last ten minutes, I was watching with a group of my Arsenal friends, and honestly, we dominated that whole game into those last 15, 10, 15 minutes. And honestly, we none of us could bear to watch hitting it's a the squeaky post. Bum time. Yeah, Gabriel blocking. But too that little, too goal. late. Absolutely, too little, too late. Yeah, and and again, like um, when we spoke about the Man United game last week, that penalty in the first minute or two completely changed the complexion of the game yeah um and we all know if that didn't happen it probably would have been different and i feel like the game could have been different if son didn't get injured as well yes i'm i mean son's I, a massive driving force for them yeah i think if he's on par 
with Kane as their best players. I think yeah, Kane, they both score, they both assist, and they just bounce off of each other. I know Bale's been coming into that section with Kane and linking up really well, but I think Son and Kane are the driving force of that squad. And unfortunately, Son did get injured. Um, I'm a big fan of Son, so I hope it's not a massive yeah. injury. Um, yeah, no, me too. And I think he's a great player, but like you said, I do think that probably did, didn't have a good effect on Tottenham that day. Now, I'd just like to read a comment a message uh, that I've got from one of my friends who is a Tottenham fan. Uh, His name's Tony Smythe. And I did ask him if I could read this and he said yes. And his comment uh, to a post about the goal was, I think if we're being honest, it is a penalty. If it's reverse rounded, David Luiz had done the same to Kane, we'd be screaming for a penalty. It's unfortunate because essentially it's only a penalty because Lacazette missed kicked the ball. If he connects with the volley, it's a superb block. But it's another example of how the rules of the football haven't kept up with the game itself. That's right. And that's, I, I, that's completely right. Yeah, I agree with if it was Lewis versus Kane, I'd be screaming no penalty. But like he said, it, I, the main issue, I think, is the rules of the game aren't changing with the way football's moving at the minute. And I think That's, that's it. And I, I, I feel that's the same with most penalty decisions. Yeah. If it goes against you, you hate it. But if it went for you, you'd be fully supportive of it. Yeah. And I think that's... Yeah. I mean, everybody that's listening will know that one of these, one of these weeks will... Um, We'll talk about VAR in in deep discussion. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that because um, there's so many things we could talk about and that's not on the agenda for today. Now, one last thing on the North London derby, which we'll probably go more detail in a bit later. So all you Tottenham fans out there, you will get a bigger mention and it is Mr. Eric Lamella um, <sighs> and his his goal. I'm not even going to put the word fantastic in front of it because it makes me sick. I was world class. It. Eric it was world it, class. It was a phenomenal uh, goal. However, Every, everything happened in slow motion. I was like, oh, yeah, no. it did. Eric, what what are you doing here, mate? What's got? Oh, uh, oh, wow, that's yeah. impressive. It's not the first he, time um, he's done he, he it. He did either. that before, didn't he? A couple of, couple of years ago, yeah. was it Europa League. I'm sure he'd done a massive cross from. He did a cross from the wing doing yeah, a Rabona. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, insane. Unbelievable stuff. He clearly knows how to do that skill better than anyone. And then we'll flip the coin yeah. and um, talk about how everyone can make a lot of money. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about betting, but um, <laughs> if Eric Lamella's playing, just chuck a quid on him to get a red card. Oh. More likely it'll come <laughs> Absolutely. in. Absolutely. And you could probably retire at the end of the year. Um, he's hot-headed. Uh, as soon as he got his first yellow card, I thought, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's coming. And then he got he got away with one, didn't he? Um, yeah, he did. About about 10 minutes before he got sent off. And I thought, oh, he's walking a tightrope here. But what did he do? Well, he did it again. And clear sending off, clear second yellow. And he he cut for his team, really. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. The best camera angle, I think, of watching him get the red card is you can see a great angle of him. And behind him is Mourinho. And as soon as a palm goes in the face, (laughs) Mourinho, you see him roll his eyes. And it's not the fact of, oh, Tierney's diving. You can just see he's gone. He's gone, oh, he's done it again. He's done it again. And now we're down to 10 men. You just, Mourinho was not impressed. All right, then. Next thing we're going to talk about is the Juve Cagliari game. Talk to me, Matt. Uh, So anyone who didn't see the game or know what happened in the game. Or should I, sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase that. The uh, Ronaldo Cagliari game. Continue. That's better. That's better. Yeah. So, why Jack's saying that is because the game finished three-one to Juventus, and not only were was it a hat trick for Cristiano Ronaldo, it was also a perfect hat trick. So anyone who doesn't know what that is, that was a goal with the left foot, the right foot, and one with his head. Um, not only that, 
It was done inside 32 yeah. great British minutes. Yeah. Ridiculous. And this that, man... But, this is just Ronaldo. That's just that's what he does. He's 36. He's not getting any slower, any less powerful, any... Uh, he's getting better. He's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, he's, he's playing against Italian farmers. Cagliari aren't the best team you've ever no. heard. That hat-trick was uh, Ronaldo's 57th career hat-trick. That is crazy. That's that's mental stats, and I think that is a amazing achievement for anyone. Do you know who scored the most hat-tricks? I don't in know. Professional football. Have a guess. Uh, I'm going to say it's not Maradona. Pele. It is Pele. It Do is. you know how many he scored? <laughs> how many hat tricks he scored? Yeah. Let's go sixty-four. Oh, it's ninety-two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, again, he. I mean, he's playing against Brazilian all farmers. farmers, though, <laughs> so that doesn't count. Um, hashtag Ronaldo. Um, all right, yeah, I mean, that that was easy to talk about that game, really. That was just an outrageous display by Ronaldo. Um, so we'll move on next to the two games that happened on Saturday and Sunday, the Papa John's Trophy. Talk to me. So if anyone doesn't know what the Papa John's Trophy is as well, uh, it's had about 72 different names over the last three years. You've had Papa John's Trophy, the league, something. It's had so many different names, and it's basically... A competition, which is for the lower Give me a leagues piece in- of that knowledge, Matt. Oh, piece a of piece oh. of that knowledge. Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, <laughs> it's basically a competition for the lower league teams in England to compete without those in the Premier League. Basically, like the FA Cup. Uh, basically, because you expect those to win. So it's those lower league teams. Um, so this year, we actually had two finals, except we didn't have two this year. Saturday's game was the final, which was meant to be played last year, but obviously with lockdown, it wasn't able to be played. So this and yeah, then so Saturday's was the nineteen twenty season yep. final, and then Sunday's was the twenty twenty one season final. Yep. Yeah. So Saturday's game uh, was Portsmouth versus Salford. The game finished um, Portsmouth nil nil against Salford. Uh, so it went to extra time, which again finished nil nil, and the game finished four two on penalties uh, to Salford. So congratulations to Salford. And, and the class of 92. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure you'll be very happy. In case you don't know, the class of 92 own Salford. Um, Gary Neville was very happy. Uh, he was. And then the next game the next day, mate, was... Uh, it was Sunderland versus Tramir. And uh, Sunderland came away 1-0 winners uh, with a goal from... They did indeed. From a... Gooch. What a name Gooch. that is, Gooch. What a name. And right he's, in the Gooch. Yeah. And, he, and he, he got it right in the Gooch, lifted the trophy from the Gooch. So Gooch won, basically. If in doubt, Gooch it. Gooch it out. Out. So congratulations. Right, moving on. Um, Yeah, moving on after that. Uh, Leicester City. Uh, Talk to me about Leicester City, Matt. So So it uh, finished 5-0. Yes, it did finish 5-0. And if we're going to look at a standout performance, we're going to look at Mr. Kelechi Iheanacho, uh, who scored a fantastic hat-trick in the 5-0 win. Um, Yeah, he did. It I'd was... like to add that that it was a fantastic game and, and that Iheanacho was was brilliant, but Jamie Vardy as well. That game was yeah. He didn't score, did he? He didn't score. He, no. He put, he put one in that got deflected in, but I think he got like three assists. Yeah, he and, did. He got three assists and a deflected own goal. It just proves that Jamie Vardy isn't all about Jamie Vardy things he can provide as well, and he had a fantastic game. And it was I think such a good game. I think England will miss him at the Euros because obviously. Vardy has yeah, said he's definitely. retired from international football. Um, now, the game 
Obviously, Sheffield United this week parted ways with Chris Wilder. Did that play a part? Not sure. I don't think so. But I, I don't think we can take Leicester away were Leicester's just performance. Top form. Okay, next we'll go to Sussex by the Sea. The wonderful Brighton and Hove Albion. Two football clubs playing in one game. Incredible. Brighton and Hove Albion. Say <laughs> um, one, Matt. Brighton won. Brighton actually won a game. Like they, they scored more goals than their opponent, which means they won a game. No. Yeah, no, no, they actually won a game, Matt. All jokes aside, Brighton have been very unlucky this season. Um, not many goals. Had lots of chances. Been ahead in quite a few games and let it slip yeah. again quite a few times. Have had a few dodgy VAR decisions. As it last week, they missed two penalties. They've not had the best of luck, but. And um, most of my family on my mum's side are Brighton supporters. My uncle, my granddad, my cousins. Um, I I always speak to them about Graham Potter and whether they think he is doing a good enough job. They're not convinced. They don't think he isn't doing a good job, but they're not not quite too sure. I I think he's the perfect man for the job. And I honestly will put it down to their their lack of luck. I also think it's another one of them seasons where it's so tough to judge teams and managers... It's another season like when Leicester won the title. Yeah. Every team is losing to everyone. Teams are su- giving big surprises. West Ham, they're in fifth at the minute. Aston Villa, last season were in the league by the skin of their teeth. They're now up yeah. in ninth in the league. It, it, it's crazy stuff that's going on this season. So I think it's tough to judge a manager on this season. If we look away to other seasons, I think Graham Potter's a good manager. Yeah, me too. And I think what Brighton need to... The key to their success is a centre forward. Yeah, they need a centre forward. They their lack of goals. And there's no, it's no coincidence that they've had a lack of goals since they lost Glenn Murray. Yeah, um, yeah, he's getting what is he? He's thirty five, maybe yeah. thirty six, something like that. But he'd have done another year in the Premier League. He's good enough. He, yeah, he scored goals. That's what he did. Yeah, that's like, what he did. And and more pays good. Um, more pays good. good. Danny Welbeck's good. But the key word is good. They are not. Yeah, the key word is good. I mean, let's be honest. Um, Glenn Murray wasn't outstanding, but he's good enough. And he, he, was, yeah. he, he just scored goals. He's the a guy great presence. scores goals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we'll move on next to Burnley. Another Burnley team. also won. Yeah, another another, team was won. it Everton? 2-1 against Everton, I think. Yes, it was indeed. Huge win. Huge win. Sean Dyche. Well, surely that makes Sean Dyche better than Carlo Ancelotti. Is that right? I, I probably yeah. agree with you there. Why not? Yeah. John Dyche. All right, then. Next, Matt, we'll have a little chat about Chris Wilder. Give me your thoughts about Chris Wilder. Now, before we discuss, I want to bring up some stats, which I think might either change your mind, because I don't know what you're thinking about that he's sacking. So, okay. Chris Wilder, as a manager of Sheffield, this is just Sheffield United, 227 games, 1.59 points per game. They gained promotion in 2018-19, finished ninth in the league in their first season in the Premier League, and Chris Wilder was nominated for Manager of the Month last season. Manager of the Month, Manager of the Year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what to say. Um, obviously, in the league at the moment, they're not doing well. No. I believe they are still sitting rock bottom. They are right? sitting rock bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an interesting stat you mentioned. Uh, he averaged 1.59 points, points per, per game, game, which I which is not that's bad good. at all. That's that's really good. Don't, all right, yeah. half of that is in the championship. More than half of that is yeah. in the championship, right? 
Um, one of the hardest that, leagues in yeah. the world, though. With the tough yeah, opponents. that's that's. Yeah, when I, I didn't know yeah, that actually. That's that stat, that's quite a. It was one of them things that made me think. I don't think he's been done very good with this. This. No, me. Ne- no, not no. Me, me neither. I don't. And think... he, he's, he's not just a manager. He was a fan of the club as well. Yeah, he's he... got that. He's got that passion for Sheffield United. Well, he played for them as well, which obviously so he yeah. knows a lot about them. I just think, I feel like they didn't want to sack him. That's why he left on mutual terms. They didn't yeah. want to sack him, but I feel like it might have been the case of Chris. If you don't, we, really, we need to do something you. about this. We need to do something about this league position, which I see. Football's all about results, and yep. it's it's a business. It's a money making business. The higher you finish in the league, the more money you make. Staying in the division, mm-hmm. it gives you a bit of a cash injection. But I don't understand how the manager of Southampton, Hassan Hootall, can lose nine nil at home twice, yeah, and still keep a job. Yeah, that has always baffled me. I thought was it the first nine nil was um, Leicester, wasn't it? Leicester, and then obviously United. I don't know any manager that could suffer a nine nil defeat and keep his job. Nine nil. So, in that respect, I do think Chris Wilder has been done a dodgy there. Okay, then Matt, on to what seemed to be everybody's favourite part of the last podcast, um, Jamie Vardy's party. Um, as you did so well last week, um, crack on Matt. Talk to me about Jamie Vardy's party. Right, now, a couple of these people we've already mentioned who uh, are in nominations for the invite this week. Cristiano Ronaldo, the perfect hat-trick. Enough said about that. Yeah. Yeah, I am going to say it. Lamella, you are nominated for your Rabona insane but goal. But not only not only for the Rabona. And the red card. <laughs> the red card as yeah. well. For being a fucking idiot. So, um, yeah, you are nominated. That is one of those. Now, we have... We've, we've actually got four. We've got four this week. Yeah, we uh, do. What little one that I'll mention um, for them Burnley fans out there. Dwight McNeil. Oh, what a goal that was. That was an absolute peach of a goal. Um, yeah, that's that's enough said about that, really. It was just a great yeah. goal. Shifting that And ball. then Bang. our little golden nugget of this week so last week Talk we me, saw Matt. the tackle made last week in the Wolfsburg Hoffenheim game he got the invite now I feel like this man will probably get the invite this time and his name is Kevin Ellison now for any of you who don't know or know what happened he scored a goal at the weekend against his former club Morecambe now you're probably thinking why should he get a nomination because he scored against his old club now this man scored a goal for Newport County. He then ran towards the bench at his old manager and screamed in his face. Absolutely screamed in his face. Honestly, if you watch like, obviously with no crowd there at the minute, you can hear everything. You can hear this guy scream so loud from the cameras, which are over the other side of the pitch. It's unbelievable. Honestly, he's a big, scary... He must be at least six foot four, running at the the manager. He's a big lad. (laughs) And the manager of Morgan's a tiny little guy. (laughs) Tiny little old man. Probably gave him a heart attack or something. And then screamed in his face. And that's why I think he should be nominated this week. It's just the level of shithousery from him that I think our Lord and Saviour, King Jamie Vardy, would uh, appreciate. So for me, Matt, um, Kevin Ellison gets my vote. Does he get your vote? Kevin Ellison, the email for the party is on its way right now. So congratulations. Congratulations, <laughs> Kevin Ellison. Right now, everyone. So 
Jack and I have decided, well, last week we looked at the England squad for the Euros. Now we're going to actually look now at our future of England. Now we're going to look at the England under-21 squad and some of the players that have been uh, announced to be going to the competition this year. Uh, now Jack and I have both picked out two people uh, each who we think deserve a special mention. Uh, so I'm going to hand over to Jack for his first player. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to talk about Mason Greenwood. Um, obviously, he'll be in contention for the, the full England squad. I think there's no doubt about that, really. Um, he'd be a, a striker option next to Harry Kane. Obviously, I assume Harry Kane would start most games, but Greenman would go there if, if he plays up top or on the wing. I think, obviously, with the, the difference in, in times when they're being played these sorts of first-team players can be going to the under-21 competition as well. We'll talk about this at the end, but I, I do think, given that, I do think England have got quite a strong chance um, at, at winning the competition outright. Although, have I just took a look at the French squad before we started this podcast. That is pretty special. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the England squad is equally as special. Um, so, Greenwood, he's got uh, four appearances for the under-21s and one goal. He's been alright this season. Uh, he's got 17 goals in all competitions last season. And at the moment he's got like four. So he's he's having a bit of a dip. But I think there's no doubt against um, these younger, inexperienced defences at the competition. He's going to do some damage. Um, and then the other player I want to talk about is Curtis Jones for Liverpool. Oh, yes. um, obviously with Liverpool's current injury situation, he's been getting quite a bit of game time. And deservedly so as well because he's a great young player and yeah. that is all i have to say about him he is excellent. he's good on the ball um tall quick fast smart yeah he looks like a bright prospect and i think again behind someone like mason greenwood them two could do a bit of damage yeah i don't think Who you got matt Who I, you got going to curtis jones i don't think liverpool need to replace genie Wijnaldum if he leaves at the end of the season it looks like they've already got one in their squad yep, 100%. already 100 uh, so my two players, of course, we spoke up a little bit about, about him earlier, is Emil Smith-Rowe, 20 years old. I just want to bring up a couple of stats I've found from this season. He's second in the assist for Arsenal at such a young age. Impressive. Yet he plays 1.5 key passes per game, which is second in the Arsenal squad, only to Callum Chambers. Now, Callum Chambers only played one game this season, so he's averaged two. So two passes in one game. So he's not counting. So Smith-Rowe yeah, no, count. has been top of the key passes for Arsenal. And he has the fourth best passing accuracy in the squad, 88.1. Now, in an Arsenal squad, that's impressive. Known for their fast passing, keeping that yeah. possession. So and against under-21s, he's going he's gonna to be pinging it around. And yeah, yeah. That's, it's exciting, isn't it? It's yeah, definitely. I think we've got a very exciting squad. Now, I want to look at someone who's Next a li little bit older. And we're looking at Ben Godfrey, who is 23. Now, if you're wondering why he's going, if it's an under-21 competition, you can have, I think it's five people... Uh, who are above that age, who can go to the competition. Now, Ben Godfrey joined Everton this season from Norwich for £25 million. Probably not expecting to be Ancelotti's... That's a big price tag, yeah. isn't it? You're not thinking I'm going to be Ancelotti's starting player. Now, a couple of stats for you. He's got the sixth most amount of minutes in the Everton squad. This is in with players like Michael Keane. He's got yeah. Dinier. Richarlison. Richarlison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calvert-Lewin. Experienced sixth. players, yeah. He has the most tackles... Behind Digne and Holgate per game. He, yeah, conspected. he concedes the least amount of fouls per game out of the defenders. And he has the most blocks out of the whole of the squad, averaging 1.2 per game. A guy, Impressive. A guy who 
came up from the championship, not last season, the season before, for Norwich. He was one of their standout performers, which is why he's obviously got his move to Everton. I think he's a great asset to that England squad. And I know what, I think he probably is in contention for yeah, one of those players to be looked at for the Euros. I don't think he'll go, personally. I, d- I don't think he'll go this year, but no. um, next major competition, if he carries on performing, then yep. I think he'll definitely be there. So yeah, they're, they're, they're four tasty little players. Um, Keep your eye out for them in the future. So moving on, we're going to talk about some footballing unpopular opinions. Hit me, Matt. So I uh, had this come in from James Goodwin. Uh, and his reply to me was, who was the better midfielder out of Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard and Paul Scholes? Now, James came in with the answer of Paul Scholes. He believes it's Paul Scholes. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Jack? If you're looking at goals and assists, uh, Frankie is top. For goals Stevie and assists. Stevie G is second. For goals and assists. Paul Scholes is at the bottom of that list. For goals and assists, yeah. Are, are, we, are we rating them? Are we putting them in a one, two, three? I yeah, let, let's put doing, them right? in what we think is a one, two, three. So, so the role of a midfielder is to pass the ball, is to assist, and if you can, chip in with a few goals. Yeah. Um, so Frank Lampard scored 177 Premier League, Premier League yeah. goals and assisted 102. Yeah. 279 Incredible. goals and assists for a midfielder. Yeah. Most strikers don't do that. So for me, that is why I think Frank Lampard has got to be top of that list. Okay. Are you, are you, are you agreeing? Well, let's be honest. I'm an Arsenal fan, so I've got no hope here. I've either got to choose a Man U player, a Liverpool player, or a Chelsea player. Um, well, now, yeah. I'm going to say Lampard, top. However, yeah. I look at uh, if I look at the Barcelona squad, this is what I always think of, with Xavi and Iniesta in the midfield. I think Skulls gets into Barcelona's midfield more than Lampard does. Yeah, I suppose that, that's a weird one to think about. I um, think he offers them more. But Lampard's goals and assists are undeniably incredible and you probably can't pass up the opportunity to have him. No, you can't. So, yeah, I think Lampard is top in that sense. So so there, are we then saying that Skulls is in second? I think, yeah. Despite... I, I, I I do have a, I do like Steven Gerrard and he obviously is Mr Liverpool. Oh, I love Steven Gerrard. Mr like, Liverpool. What a player. Yeah, to... What a player. What a leader. An absolute yeah. leader. And I think a lot of the managers succeeded there because of him as a player and his manager. 100%. But I do believe Skulls all round is above Steven Gerrard. So I, I do say Skulls number two, Gerrard number three. Um, and what, what did uh, James say? He said Skullsy number one. He didn't Skulls. say Is he a Man United fan? Uh, no, he's not. He's a West West Ham fan. All oh, right, so he's not a fan of football then. Uh, um, I think he's still <laughs> he still believe when we when we chat he still he still looks out for Emil Heskey. So okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. All right then. So thank you for Lampard. It. Yep. Skulls. Gerard. Yeah. Agreement. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Agreed. agreed but agreed. thank you for writing in, James, and uh, we'll put some more stuff out in the future. So hopefully you get back in contact. Let us know what you think, and don't just tell us what you think. Give us something to back it up as well. Um. And we'll we'll maybe talk about that next week, but we'll leave the unpopular opinions there before we cause another shitstorm. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived at the best part of this podcast. It is Matt versus Jack. It's now, the best part because you won. Last I was going to say, what what was this, what's the score at the moment, Jack? After the it's one nil. 
And Early doors, mate. We're only 10 minutes into the game. True. Anything we had a, can we had happen. A quick, a quick formation shuffle and we'll come back stronger. True. Now, this week, we have a different game. So before the podcast, Jack and I uh, thought of three players in our heads, uh, jotted them down. And what we're going to do is a little yes-no game. Uh, we're going to be allowed to ask five questions to the other person about said players. And by the end of that five questions, we have to guess who the other person is thinking of. Now, we did say the player has to be a current player. And they have to be what we would class as well-known, whether that's Premier League, the top teams in Europe, Champions League football, just so you and us can recognise that player a little bit easier. So we've come up with our three players. And Jack, would you like to be guessing first or would you like to be guessed first? Um, I'll be, I'll be guessed. You can guess first. Get your first player. Hit me. My first question is... Got it. Do they play in the Premier League or La Liga? No. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Do they play... In Germany or France's league, not the international. Uh, are we talking Bundesliga or Liga 1? C. Okay. Oh, wow. I've already done two questions. Do they play in the Bundesliga? C. Right, so Bundesliga, two questions. Do they play for either Bayern München or Borussia Dortmund? C. Oh, okay. Right. I, this needs to be... This is tough. Do they play... In midfield or striker, like one of those two positions. Yeah. So we have a player who plays up front or in midfield for Bayern Munich or Borussia Dortmund. This is tough. I should have whittled it down quicker. We're gonna go for. Uh, I'm gonna actually say Leroy Sane. No. Oh. Unlucky. Uh, I'll give you another five seconds if you're listening to have a think. Think, think, think. Uh, Joshua Kimmich was the answer. Ooh, what what a great of. player. Um, what a great player. I chose that one because he plays sort of all over the pitch. So I kind of just f***ed you over there. Yeah, he's had, I do is, apologize. is he a right back? Is he a... Yep. However, unlucky. Unlucky. All right then, you got my first player, Matt? Yeah, I have. Let's go. Okay. Is he European? Just to confirm for anyone at home, are we talking, uh, do they play in Europe or they play for a European country? Mm, nationality is a European. Yes. That's a bit of a shit question, really. Um, does he play in the Premier League? No. Does he play in either Spain or Germany? No. Um, Two more questions. <laughs> So he plays in Italy. Cha-ching! I've got one more question. One more question, then you guess. Christ. <laughs> You've only got 20 teams to pick from and then the plethora of players. All right. Does he play for Juventus? Cha-ching! I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark here. Chiellini. No. It was, oh, it was so close Benucci. in so Don't many senses. No. Take it one step back. Buffon. It's Mr. Juan Luigi Buffon. Ah, <laughs> not bad. Not bad. 43-year-old okay, well, legend. Nil nil. We're both shit at this. Um, Absolutely. Okay then, Matt. Are you ready to guess your second player? Right, player number two. Here we go. Right. I'm going to go with a similar First question. question. Go. Premier League, La Liga. No. Um, 
Let's go again. Let's go. Let's go France. Going straight in at France. Oh, nice. No. No. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, I'm looking at. I'm, oh, are we going to go Italy and oh, Germany? Let's go. I've got to ask. Italy, Germany. This is where we're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, how many questions have I just done? Three. Two. Oh more. wow! I've got two more. Um, it's tough. Just five questions. It's quite tough, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the la- the last question each, last person each will do a few more questions. No. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> do I play for the international country of Germany? No. Right, I play in the Italian league then. Um, nice, I like that. Because every player in Bundesliga is pretty much German. So, do I play for Inter Milan? No. Oh, I thought you were going to do me with, like, Lukaku or something. Right, any player in Syria, if I get this, I am officially the best person in the world. I'm going to go for uh, Hakan Shalinoglu for AC Milan. <laughs> I'm not sure what you just said, but no. Oh, okay. Damn. Paolo Dybala. <gasps> oh, great player. Unlucky. One of, he's one of my favourites, actually. Damn. Right. Right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Right, go. Questions. Let's see what we can get. Oh right, yeah, yeah, it's me to go in it. Um Is he European? No. It's not European. He okay, is so not he European. Is probably. So it's either like South American or Asian. Does he play in the Premier League? Yes. Ooh. Do you know what? I had a I had a player as soon as you said he's not European that came into my head, and if it's him, okay, does he play in a blue kit? Are we talking more of the kit being real? Uh, um. D- okay. Uh. D- all right. Does he play for a? Ma- okay, we'll scrap that question. Does he play okay. for a Manchester club? No. I thought. I thought. I thought Mares. That's the player that came into. My oh, okay. Um. Oh, I just got a little free gift from you there, didn't I? So he sort of plays in a blue kit. Um, sort of in a blue kit. There is blue on the kit. Yeah. There's blue on the kit. Does he play in London? Yes. Okay, so he plays for Crystal Palace then. Um, is he an attacker? Yes. I'm going to go for, for the first point, I think, Matt. Wilfred Zaha. It is indeed. Oh, oh, come on. Do you know what? I chose him because I thought if he asked me, is he European? I thought, well, he's actually, he, he chose Ivory Coast over England, so it might have thrown you off, but clearly it didn't. What? So 1-0. Uh, genius. Thank you. Right, so I need right, to Matt. score this to you need to get stand this. anything. Right. So it's a, it's, it's a tough one, but it's not a tough one if you think about it. Wow, okay. If you narrow it down, it's not tough at all. Have you seen this? He's trying to get into my head, people. And it's I'm worked. In his head. Yeah. Uh, right, Matt, go. Premier League. No. Hate you. Uh, I'm just going to read it. La Liga. No. <laughs> if you've gone like, oh, I don't know. F- French League. No. You've literally left me with the Bundesliga and Italian League again. Unless you've gone for like Eredivisie because Ajax play for in there. Because... <laughs> You'd class them as Champions League, then you're sad. Is that a question? No. Okay. <laughs> is that a question? Fourth question, Matt. Right. Uh, is he German? No. Right. I'm just going to stab in the dark at Italian League again. 
Does he play for either Juventus, Inter Milan, AC Milan, or Roma? Oh, no. Um, is it? Dun, 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 dun. Dusan Tadic. <laughs> no, that's not. Yeah, it's not bad. No. No. <laughs> no, it's not. Um. No. No, it's not. So you it? have lost. I have won. You have won. Um, but we'll, we'll still do mine. But yep. we'll, we'll see if you can see how many more questions it takes you to get this. So you've had five. Okay. Name off another couple of leagues for me, mate. Eredivisie. No. Portuguese. No. Um, I'm trying to think of the top ones now. So that's seven questions. Not the Ukrainian league. No, no. Uh, think closer to home. Don't talk championship on me. No. Are we thinking close to home as in place on the map or are we talking close to home as in England league? Uh, don't talk Scottish league on me. Oh my, I actually don't want to talk to you. You're telling me he plays for either Celtic or Rangers. He does, yeah. This is what I mean. Once you narrowed it down, who's probably the only player that I'm going to pick? Does he play for Celtic? No. He plays for Rangers. It's not Ryan Kent or no. Morelos. Alfredo Morelos. Oh, oh well, that's quite easy. I'm it's, upset with you with that. It, it, I'm, I'm sure he must be the league's highest goal scorer. And the angriest player in the world. Great little player. And that, yeah. that's what I meant. It's a hard one, but if you'd have nailed that down, yeah, if I'd thought you'd have got it straight away. Yeah. I went too big. I went too but big. you didn't. No. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten, ten questions. That's not bad. So if we're playing ten questions, Matt, I'd have got it. it. But you didn't. So come on in. Hit me with the final player. Let's see if I can yeah. two nil. Go for it. European? Yep. See, when you say yes to European, that doesn't really help. Um, um, Spanish or Italian league? No. Premier League? Yes. That's three questions, isn't it? Right. It is. You have two more questions. Does he play north of Birmingham? No. Okay, we've got one more question left, right? You have one more question before your guess, so try and whittle that down, boy. Um, <clears throat> is his... Oh, no, I can't answer that. It's not a yes, no, is it? Oh, this is tough. Does he play in London? Yes. Guess a player from London right now. God. Olivier Giroud? No. Oh. Right, come on. I want you to carry on, and I want you to think closer to home in the sense of... Just, just if I say think close to home, to try and work it out from there. Have you chosen Mark Wright? <laughs> <For Crawley? laughs> no, no. Um, uh, cl- closer to home. Not your home, in a sense, but you're a southern fan of this team. Wait, what? A southern fan of this team? You support which team? Man United. Okay. Yep. Now think of Manchester United and a player who's playing in London. Ah, uh, Jay Lings. It Jesse is. Lingard. I thought I'd pick oh, two Manchester good. United players, ex very United good. players. But well, I we have won. we have finished one nil to Jack, which means so it I've, brings, I've pulled it back. Brings the series equaliser. Thirtieth minute equaliser. Back in the game, all to play for. I promise you, this isn't a fix, people. We're not going to do like uh, one person win each week. It's not Ant and Deck Saturday night takeaway where they fix it every week. <laughs> oh, this, 
digs to Anton Deck there. Jesus Christ. It's a great, it's a great program. Okay, then, Matt, we're going to wrap things up. But first of all, I just want to have your opinion on uh, a bit of sporting news that came out in the past few days. Um, unrelated to football, but uh, something else that I'm interested in is boxing. Uh, and as you'll probably know, that Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury have signed a two-fight deal. First fight to be June-July time, second fight to be November-December time. Just quickly, Matt, no discussion. Who, after the two fights, retains the two belts? Not who wins the fights, because you know, we might have one or two winners. But who do you think will have the belts next year? Tyson. Tyson? Yeah. I am going to... I actually agree with you there, and I'm a big fan of Anthony Joshua, but yeah. but I think Tyson Fury will do it. Yeah, he and we'd be interested. Punch. Oh yeah, we'd be interested to know what uh, you all think about that. Yeah, so if you would like to get in contact, uh, let us know your opinions on the fight or anything you've heard today, or things you might want to see in the future on our podcast. Uh, you can contact us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page, which are both the Football Plug Podcast. You can find those on Instagram and Facebook, or you can contact us via email, which is just footballplugpodcast at gmail.com. But that's all from us, so thank you very much for tuning in. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. See you next time.